Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I am here with a special guest today. Uh, super excited. I've been waiting for this. I've got Carolyn Craddock. Like, I needed to introduce you. Hi. To- <laughs> I'm so excited. I know. So we've done a podcast. We've done your podcast before, yes. Carolyn's Obsessions. Yep. Which I love the <laughs> so name glad. of that. Thank right? you. I'm obsessed with the name of that. How did you Good. come up with that? I had a radio bit on the Kid Craddock Morning Show called Caroline's Obsessions that I did every Friday, and I would talk about new music and just new, cool, kind of young, fresh things. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just got a lot of great feedback, so I decided to make it a podcast. It's perfect, absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah so we uh, we did that, but but you know what? Here's why I really wanted to do this. Uh, I sat with you one night at dinner. And, uh, it was so, it's such a beautiful moment for me, even though you were used to it, we were sitting there having a conversation and somebody walked up to us mm-hmm. and, um, random. And he's, he, he knew exactly who you were, introduced himself and let you know the impact that your dad kid, um, had made on him and his family, mm-hmm. which I was about in tears listening to. Yeah. I mean, you were it was so sweet. It was so sweet, but you're, you were so, you handled it so gracefully. And you, when he left, you said two things to me. And one of them was, I hear that all the time. Yeah. So people come and say that to you all the time, which is amazing. And I think the other thing that I heard was the main reason why I wanted you here. Um, because that's what I do for a living is I hear things. Yeah. And the thing that I heard is you said, do you see the footsteps that I have to follow in? And that was yeah. such a big deal. You know, yeah. that was that. Do you feel like you're following in your dad's footsteps? The great kid Craddock? I mean, no one can like he did. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, my, the trajectory of my life is very similar to my dad's where we are very alike. And so, you know, I'm in entertainment and I'm, you know, picking You're up a singer. charity. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of similarities, but my dad was such a, you know, those are huge shoes to fill. So I'm, I've been struggling with that, how I put my own, cause I don't want to wear his shoes. I'm going to wear my, my Good. shoes. I love my that. shoes are cuter. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm you. really trying to, mm-hmm. you know, make it my own, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely following in his footsteps. It's interesting because hearing, uh, his story and not a lot of people may know, do you want to just share the, the, mini version of what happened to your dad, because I'm, I, I know that because my, at the time I was a stepmom and my Mm -hmm. kids listened to the show all the time. And, um, I remember kid being such a presence, your dad being such a presence. Yeah. Um, this funny, the things you remember Al being a mess. I'd always laugh at his pranks. He was so funny, you know, because the dynamics of the show were so different back then. Yeah. You know, he was so crazy and always doing these pranks, which I loved. Those are the best. I love pranks. Yeah. And Kelly was the train wreck dating, like massive train wreck. I couldn't even listen to those segments. I'm like, nope, not listening. Stresses me out. uh, Yeah. But but your dad had such a presence and he was such a leader and a workaholic Mm -hmm. when I've read about him, which I can totally relate to. Yeah. Um, I could totally relate to that. But, uh, But I know there was a lot of... Uh, stuff circulating, uh, rumors and such about your dad's death. Yeah. He died, what, 53, right? Yeah, 53. Yeah. He was so young. He was so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 54. 54. 
Okay. Or 53, I don't know. Uh, young. 54. Regardless, young. Uh, so do you want to, do you want to let people know what happened for those that don't? Yeah, there was a cancer rumor going around, which I don't know where that really came from, but he died of heart disease. Um, so he, it ran in his family on my dad's side of the family, which is something I've really had to come to terms with and wow. keeping that at bay because, um, I've been really involved with American Heart Association since and heart attacks are way more, uh, prevalent in women than men. And you would never know it's one in three has it's women amazing. have a heart attack. Um, so and is there a hereditary factor in there 100% too? huge. Yeah. It's mostly hereditary. Wow. So, um, you know, keeping my eye on diet and, you know, exercising and all that's really important. But anyway, um, yeah, so he hadn't been feeling well, um, for, he was, had a huge phobia of doctors, which didn't help either. Um, so he hadn't been the doctor in forever and he wasn't really feeling well, but he had wow. been, you know, he was doing his job for 25, 30 years of 4 a.m. mornings. Yeah. And That's so hard on anchors. It's terrible. And, yeah. yeah. It's not a lifestyle that I would recommend mm -hmm. by any means, especially with a family. It made it really difficult. Um, but so he hadn't been feeling well, went to New Orleans for a golf tournament uh, for kids' kids. So, and we always joke, like we have to, you have to joke about this kind of stuff because it was mm -hmm. so out of the blue and um, him and I were kind of bickering and fighting when he passed away, which is something I really had to come to terms with that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, but he was like eating a Chick-fil-A sandwich and then next thing you know, he was not with us anymore. So, yeah. um, that's it, you know, that's it's, hard though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you hear about people dying of heart attacks. I've never known anyone that just, cause it was you know, instantaneous, um, who wasn't sick. So there's always that debate of, is it easier to lose someone when you can say goodbye or is it easier yeah. when they're just gone? So, um, the last seven years have been crazy. Okay. Um, I but bet. yeah, yeah. He, he left me a beautiful legacy. So he for that, certainly did. He certainly did. And he made, he's, but that was the cool thing about that guy walking up and talking about him because what, one of the things that always entered my mind uh, with all of this was how they how did they how were they going to survive with the show on the air right. number one after because he was the lead, but then you know the show survived, but yet after that guy left the table, I realized that show did survive because your dad is still very much alive to people. Oh yeah, I mean, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yep. his legacy is so huge, people still love him like he's here. Yep. Which is, that's amazing. It is. It's I incredible. Mean, to yeah. have that. Yeah. I mean, and that's all about his heart and who 100%. he was. 100%. Yeah. So that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, but uh, but how great is it that you, um, you now, you got to follow the footsteps mm -hmm. of your dad, but you also grew up in, I mean, I, I read something about your dad apologizing to you about always growing up in the media. He yeah. always putting you in, uh, you know, in the media and telling yep. stories about you. Was that hard? That was normal to me. I okay. didn't know any different. Um, he got his job at kiss when I was three. So, um, but my parents both come from very humble, humble, humble beginnings. Like my dad and mom, my mom was 20, I think when she met my dad wow. and they were at a bowling alley and he was driving a moped and couldn't afford oh electricity and, you know, sleeping <laughs> on a futon. How awesome. So my mom was really, really a big part of him starting his career. So my mom really tried to make my life as normal as possible. 
which they did a great job. And it almost to my detriment because when my dad passed, I was 23. I know and that's so young to have to take so over. So young. Empire. Yeah. And I had gone to school in Oklahoma City where my dad wasn't syndicated. Um, and I kind of did that on purpose because I wanted a life where jokes on me because I went to Oklahoma City, which is three hours away. So right. all my classmates were from Dallas. So right. knew me anyway. Yeah. Um, but so I was kind of under the radar. So when my dad died is when I really realized how huge his impact was on everyone because mm -hmm. my parents sheltered me. I knew I was different. Like my, I knew I got to listen to my dad on the way to school on the radio and most kids didn't. Uh, but I didn't realize. But it was realize, just his job. Yeah. But I, so I didn't realize the impact he had on people until mm -hmm. he passed. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. That's, that is fascinating. Yeah. So really it was. I mean, he obviously had no ego about it. I mean, he no. couldn't have for you to, no. right? None. That's amazing. He, both my parents just really tried to stay humble. Like, and not even like, oh, we're trying to stay humble. They just were humble. My, my mom's from Arlington. My dad is from Florida, like small towns. So. Your dad. Okay. My gosh, your dad. This is so cool. Your dad is from Dunedin, Florida. Yeah, Dunedin. Yeah. Guess where I used to live? Where? Dunedin, Florida. Why? <laughs> well, oh my gosh. So, so actually... We used to live in a place called Palm Harbor. Yeah. But, but in, we had a, our condo actually was in Dunedin on St. Oh John's gosh, Pass. That's so funny. It was, I mean, the only thing I liked about Florida, the only thing <laughs> was the sunsets every yeah, night. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. That was it. Yeah. I think we went to the beach twice uh, when we were there because oh you never go to the beach when right. you live at the beach. Yeah. 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 Uh, but we lived on the water. So we beautiful. lived on the ocean. So I woke up to dolphins and seagulls flying to wake me up as soon as the sun came that up. It was up. amazing. Yeah. It was pretty nice. But it was about three years of grumpy old people. Excuse me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like grumpy yeah. old people. Oh, yeah. uh, so um, so I couldn't take it anymore. Uh, but I was, I did learn that about your dad. That's so that random. I know. Yeah. It's, so random. It's so random. Uh, but, um, so I was on your podcast Yes. and, uh, we were talking of course about relationships cause that's what we Shocking. talk about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and you actually, my advice to you, you took it. Oh my gosh. Can I like rave about you for a second? Oh, go ahead. Okay. I, on your own podcast. Um, <laughs> Please. So we had her on. I was in a spot. I didn't realize how closed off I was. I think wow. I just was in my mode of like, I'm not dating. And it, like I listened to the podcast recently. I was so negative. I would say, and not, not outwardly, but the things I said had a negative connotation to it. Cause I think I'm jaded cause I'll be 30 and I've just been at this dating thing for a while and gotten a lot of bad guys, which has been mostly my doing I'm seeing now from you. <laughs> um, so I was not really trying. I had a guy that was on my back burner, which I have, you know, when you're single, it's like you have those guys that you either have dated before or you haven't dated that you think maybe someday there could be a potential. Um, so I had this guy that had been asking me out for months and I just really wasn't When you interested. get older, you won't feel that way. Yeah. That's what I've <laughs> heard. There'll be hardly any on the back burner, but go ahead. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's good. It's a good thing for me. Um, so I ended up going out with him and it was, it was life-changing. He just totally taught me how I should be treated. And he was, was, a gentleman. he was a complete gentleman. And I've just had a very... I've never had someone like that. And there is a, um, I told you about the buyer consumer thing that I love. Mm -mm. I didn't tell you about this. No. A dating coach taught me that there are buyers and consumers. So buyers are guys like this guy that I dated. He made every 
saying very clear, I want to date you. He didn't like leave me on red. I didn't stress about if he Mm -hmm. was into me. He made his intentions very clear. Mm -hmm. And then a consumer is a guy that is not ready to date, but wants to consume all your time, but he's never going to be a buyer with you. Interesting. So I like this. um, And it's kind of like the taxi cab analogy from Sex and the City where you can get in a cab if the light's not on, but it can't take you anywhere. The only way you can get in a cab and go somewhere is if the light's on. I love it. So with these guys, so with this guy I dated that I wasn't going to give a chance to, his light was on. The whole thing was just right. And a totally different experience from what totally you Totally different. Yeah. Like, actually planned a date. Wasn't like, what do you want to do? Like, totally took the reins. Awesome. I ended up dating him for a month. There wasn't a ton of um, chemistry and like intimacy that I craved, but everything else was perfect. So I'm just so glad that I took myself out of my level that I've been at and spread my wings and just said yes to and the got nice to experience guy. that because here's the thing. This is the best part about that is now like when you're doing your list of what you want, you don't know what you want until sometimes you have it. Now yeah. you can put that on your list totally. of these are the things I want. And it's not like you're just listing something you've never had. Like, what would that feel like? Now you know what it feels like. Totally. I want this. I want a man that treats me like a lady. Yeah. Because you know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I want a man that knows how, knows that I can make plans myself and knows that I can lead, but he takes the lead. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you've got the energy of it now. Oh, 100%. It's so great. Yeah. The bar is set very high now, which I've always had very high standards, which is a lot of the reason why I'm single too. But there, I didn't, I haven't dated enough to know exactly the things that I want as an adult, you know, because right. I dating in your mid twenties is very different than d- dating in your later twenties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. So I think just seeing, and that's what Nicole told me, my best friend, who's my podcast co-host she was like the bar is set just so much higher since he came into your life and although like I I feel like it was a win even though it didn't work out because I put myself in a situation where I was being treated with respect and now you know what it feels like. now I know yeah so thank you that's all you well you know what I um really it's all you (laughs) because all I did was open you up to the possibility and people do need to see this this is really important yeah because at the end of the day, if people don't take the advice and try it, mm-hmm. then nothing ever changes. So I just gave you the shove and the hint and you did it. So right. it's all you and you need to realize like now now you don't have to go backwards. You yeah, know? true. Now you move forwards Yeah, and you've got all the information you need. Totally. And hopefully along the way, I mean, because now you're not going to settle for somebody that's not that into you. Right. 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 Or that great. Like, yeah. I want someone really great. And I think just dating someone of my caliber, I just had an epiphany where I was like, what am I, what have I been doing? These are the kind of guys I need to be dating. So it's just a totally different group of. If you met him today, if you met the perfect guy, would you be ready? That's what I don't know. And I, I'm, I'm very open about my journey and, you know, I'm in therapy. And, um, that was one of the things that I went to my therapist with. I said, I don't want, I don't want to believe, and I don't want him to believe that I'm sabotaging this because it seems too good to be true because Mm -hmm. I do have that in me where, and that's just something I think that's with millennials as well. I think that's just a thing sometimes like, Oh, I don't know. Like, cause I think we all want everything. We want to have the job, but we also want to be a mom. And, you know, so I think sometimes, and I read something right before or after you came on that said, 
that from a single woman that was like, what if I lived my life knowing I would always be single or thinking I would always be single? It takes so much pressure off right? just to live as though you're always going to be single because then you're, it's a different life than a lot of people, but it's a beautiful thing, you know? So I started having that mindset of what if I just lived as if I'm going to be single? Because I think sometimes I waver on like, I love traveling and I love being everyone's anti-CC, but I don't know sometimes if I want to be a mom and do all that. But then that's what, that's in me. Like, I know that's, Something you know. You want. Yeah. So I think yeah. I'm still kind of wavering where I think timing is so important. I think there are so many men that I've dated who, they're not bad guys. They're actually wonderful men. They're just not to the point where they need to be. And timing's everything and with all And timing really matters. And yeah. so, um I think after I talked it through with my therapist on these are the reasons I'm not into this anymore, it wasn't because I'm self-sabotaging. I know now I'm worthy of love and I'm worthy of having all these things. It just wasn't that person because intimacy for me, when you, I think when you go through a lot, like Mm -hmm. I have, having someone that understands that, because I'm like, I'm a deep person. I'm not just, I'm not too easygoing. I'm not like, oh, you know, let's go and do all these things. I'm flexible. Like I, you know, I've got some shit. So you want someone that kind of understands that, you know, some depth to them. Depth. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's got to have some depth. Some depth and intimacy is really important to me. Um, and intimacy, intimacy, I think I changed my mindset on that word. Cause to me, that means like having sex with someone, Right. but that intimacy is, that's not not what I wanted. I wanted that. Like I really want to get to know who you are. A friend, as your, your best core. friend. Yeah. Person you can tell anything and everything yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what intimacy yeah. is, right? Yeah. Not having to hide anything from somebody. That, right. That's just, you can be yourself. Yeah. yeah. And that feeling like I'm looking at you and I know you totally understand who I am and yeah. what I'm about. With this guy, the thing that I felt was I thought I was kind of checking some boxes for him. Mm-hmm. So he didn't feel like he had to get to know me because he was already into it. You know, like, yeah. oh, she checks all these boxes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to kind of let it go. Even though I'm like, no, no, no. I want you to get to know me, like not what you see on social media. That's also an issue. Well, the interesting part. So if you don't mind, because, and that is true because somebody would know you from social media and all that, but, um, you, you, even though he did all the right things for the most part, not all the right things, but he did a lot of the right things. You didn't stay in, you, you didn't overlook the fact that there was a component that was missing for you. And that was exactly that. Yeah. You know, you didn't feel, and a lot of people feel this way. So it's not just you, but you didn't feel that he was, um, into you enough to ask, you know, asking you questions, listening to you. You didn't feel like you were, um, maybe being heard yeah. in the relationship. And, and that was a big step to walk away from something so great because oh my God, there was a piece was missing, hard. but that was a major piece missing Yeah, is this person isn't taking interest in my life. And that happens. That does happen. I think people in this day and world get so self-consumed yeah. that they're not they're not noticing, focusing, or even caring about what's going on in the other person's world. And that's what it's all about. That's just so, it's so weird to me because that's just the basis of all my relationships is just like knowing what's going on yeah. and checking in. And also that's a woman thing as well, like being extra knowledgeable and mm. doting on that side. But yeah, that was just something that I just couldn't get over, you know, and I could overlook okay, don't get over it. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. yeah. And the thing I also worry about though is that I talked to my therapist is 
because I'm a musician too. So I've got that side where like and any musician will tell you this musicians are broken at some point. Like there's something off with musicians that makes them different from other people just with being so tied to music. I just, especially like professional musicians. Mm -hmm. So when I would date guys, when I lived in Nashville, they would just be so irreparably broken. And I felt like I had to go in and fix it and do all that thing. And so I, I'm trying to cross the line of what is, intimacy with just being intimate mm -hmm. and what is like me trying to heal you right because you're broken the boundary thing mm -hmm. yeah yeah well you know hopefully you're dating more than just musicians oh I'm not dating any <laughs> musicians anymore I learned my lesson yeah um but and and I don't know I mean you're a musician and I don't think you're broke um and you were a musician before all this happened in your life and you weren't broke yeah it's just it, it's a different it, a musician is somebody who's creative, so they use a different part of their brain. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. I do know a lot of, broke, you know, broken musicians, yeah. though. And I think the one thing that I would give them credit for, I wouldn't call them broke, but I would say they're, you know, they're, they feel. Yeah, You know, totally. they feel life. Yes. And um, that can cause pain sometimes. Totally. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, something, again, I heard you say. Uh -oh. You know, you I know can't talk says, around you. No, no, no. Uh, no, but this is, you know, it's good. I, I think the one thing that I think a lot of ladies from your generation are heard you say, and I heard it too, is where you said, what if I'm single for the rest of my life? Can I live my life and make decisions from the place like I'm going to be single and not have any expectation about a marriage or kids or leave that part off? And I think... And I think my generation was the opposite because I think we were not the ones encouraged to be out there working and making right, a name for right. ourselves and all of that. Yeah, We were, my dad would have been so happy if I was barefoot and pregnant and had totally. already spit out five kids. Yeah. Like he'd be so proud of me I'm, and he's proud of me now. I mean, he's so proud of me. Well, you're but you're doing I, amazing things. Yeah but, yeah, but I'm just saying like he would have been perfectly happy with me being a totally. mom and a mother, totally. yeah, mom and a, and a housewife, like yeah. really. Cause that's what my mom was, right? you know? Right. And, uh, and so I, I think the expectation is different in that we, we, all we wanted was a family, mm -hmm. you know, that's what we were, that's what we were kind of almost conditioned to believe yet. Some of us wanted something else and yeah. we always knew it. Yeah. So I feel like there's, we, there's room for both. Totally. There's room yeah, for both totally. in all of this, right? Don't create such a life of singleness that you forget that partnership is the best part of life. Yeah. Because everything's better with that partnership. Whether you choose to have kids or not, you don't, I mean, you don't have to make that decision right yeah. now, but at least you have the option. You're young. Yeah. You at least have the option, but to go through your life without a partner, without someone that has your back, without someone, especially as a strong woman to go, babe, I got this. Mm -hmm. You don't have to make plans for dinner. I got plans for dinner. You don't have to carry those groceries up. I got them. Yeah. You, you know, just every, like we the, get conditioned to feel yeah. like we have to do everything ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I bet yeah. your dad did all that stuff for your mom. He did. I just, that's so foreign to me because I've been so self-sufficient my whole life. And I was raised the opposite of the whole family thing. My mom was because her mom you're 20, you're getting old, you need to get married. She's also from Argentina. So that cultural difference is there too. But right. so my mom, my whole life, don't worry about a man. You do exactly. So my parents oh, always right. told me like, right. you go and you perform music and you go to college Make and something you of yourself. do whatever you want to do and we'll support you. But like, don't 
don't get married right away. Like they told me, don't do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have that in my brain with also, I, I've always, I've been made to be a mother. I know that. I know I want kids. I know it's a beautiful thing. Um, and I hope that that happens for me one day, but I think it is really easy to get caught up in like, I've just, I'm conditioned. I have to do so much for myself. It would be so nice to have a man come in. And that's what this and guy did. And that's what you experienced. I yeah. know. And now yeah. it's like, ugh. So I, I'm I back to that. doing everything myself, you know? It's yeah. nice to yeah. have, because I can do it all, but it's nice not to have to. And that's such a big statement. I want everybody that is listening to hear that. I can do it all myself, but I don't want to, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I mean, guys could say the same thing, yeah. you know? We can do it all ourselves, but why would we want to? Right. Because having a partner is everything, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's it makes every experience more um, enriched, right? you know, just yeah. to, all of that. You're so, right. yeah, I, I think... I think you have such a great voice for your age group, and that's why Thanks. I love I loved chatting with you. I love that you were coachable too. That you actually, and I didn't. I mean, after we did the podcast, like a lot of people ask me for advice, and a lot of people don't take it, right? But you actually took it, yeah. And that that makes you remarkable because, oh, because well, I mean, I I think that a lot of women and men that are your age can learn from that. You haven't gotten so programmed when somebody gets in their 40s and 50s, right? Trying to reprogram somebody's belief system after 40 or 50 years of doing things the same, the same thing. horrible yeah. way. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it makes it so much harder. But you're just like, okay, well, if I change this, you know, about what I'm looking for and I change this, let's see what happens. It's forever changed. Yeah. You have forever changed. Oh, 100%. From yeah. one little thing. So it yeah. only takes one looking at one thing a little differently. Totally. Right? Yeah. And so being right. willing to do it, which you were. That's the, yeah, that's the difference. But I think also too, like my very best friend since um, high school, her family's very anti-therapy, anti-medication, you know, anti the things that we like now, you right. know? And so to see her go from like, I don't believe in therapy. I don't believe in mm -hmm. getting help for my, whatever it is, um, is going to be useful to me after seeing her mindset change and her start to go to therapy because we all joke therapy is for people to go bitch about people who aren't in therapy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you it. go and bitch about your friends that won't help themselves out, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think just taking that first step and like going to therapy and just saying, okay, I'm 29 and single. Clearly what I'm doing isn't working for me. And it doesn't mean that I'm doing anything wrong or bad, right. but it's, it's, you don't know until you know. So it's a yeah. mindset change. And you're only taking 10, 10 years probably of dating patterns, like really big. Yeah. Dating. Yeah. You're only taking 10 years of dating patterns to change them. Yeah. Where you wait till you're 50. Right. To talk to somebody. You're talking about 30, 30 years, years of patterns yeah. that makes it so much harder to change. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's about changing your belief system. Totally. And people, I think, and and I, you obviously sound like you have an amazing therapist, um, but over the years of coaching, because I've been doing it for 25 years, mm -hmm. and over the years of coaching, I've heard people say, I learned more today in this one session than yeah. I did 10 years with my therapist, because sometimes people use them as a sounding board mm -hmm. to complain about everything in their yeah. life versus having a third person to actually give them advice. Right. Because we can't look at ourselves objectively. No, Nobody can. I no. can't even do it myself. Right. But, you know, if you talk to somebody else and they're able to see, let you see something outside of yourself that you weren't able to see, that's all you need to change it. Right. So it's just, 
it just one mindset, one yeah. belief you change can change everything. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, and I went into the new year too, because I, I put an immense amount of pressure on myself for everything. And I think that's just a high achieving mindset, but it's, you know, I, I need to have a family. I need to, I'm singing, but like, do I need it to have an album? Do I need, you know, so, so much, so many things where at the bottom line, I work for my family's charity. I'm CEO of that. That is enough. You know, like I could just sit on that and that would be okay. Right. I'm doing all these extra things that stress me out. And so this year I said, I'm not putting any more pressure. I'm doing good. I'm enough. I'm doing enough. It's all good. And then, so every opportunity that I took, because I started saying no to more things, mm -hmm. they become so much more special and you really yeah. start enjoying it. So just changing my mentality on that has been so, such a game changer. And I then love that. doing that with you too. So this year, thanks to you and that mindset change, because yeah. it really is just That's your belief system. Awesome. Yeah. It's been game changing. I love that. You know, I, I, I think again, and I, I don't ever want to you know, take guys out of the mix. Yeah. But I think the one thing for women is we can grow up to be pleasers. Women, yeah. you know, we, it's, it's just something in us, some of us, most of us. Yep. Uh, and saying no is so powerful. Oh yeah. And it's like, do I really want to do this? Yeah. You know, do I really, really want to? And if you don't want to, don't do it. Right. Because your energy is not in it. You're resentful of it. Yeah. So what are you, what kind of energy are you bringing into the situation? Right. Just don't do it. Just, Just do say it. no. Yeah. Own yeah. who you are and what you want to do. Yeah. Um, so we were, uh, we were talking about, um, your podcast, uh -huh. your obsessions. Yeah. So, um, have you done something different with them now that you're, you're with the podcast that you were doing with the show, with the radio show? So with the show I was just doing, so the first, like, so Nicole, my best friend is my co-host. Um, her and I have been best friends for like seven years and we're both single. So we talk a lot about dating and we travel. We're lucky enough to travel a ton. So we talk that's about great. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super fun. So we'll talk about that and then we'll go into the obsession. So usually I have like three and then she'll bring three that she's obsessed with. Mm -hmm. um, but with the show, it was just a quick little three minute segment. I would usually have like a song and then Did two you sing? things. No, it was usually yeah. like songs I was obsessed with, oh, you know, it. just like okay. new music. So I had a new music segment that kind of- I'll tell you what I'm not obsessed with. What? I'm not obsessed with moving. Oh my God. I'm moving right now. I know. I know. I'm, I'm so this sorry week. you're Ugh. having to do that. Hey, I, I honestly, so here's the deal. I've been packing for a week. So oh, I pack God, a little bit every so night. Not, not obsessed with it at all. Yeah, no. Um, but I do um I do have a great mover. So my oh, old good. neighbor uh from when I used to live in Frisco, he's got a moving company. It's, it's right way movers, by the way, right way with a W. And they're amazing. They've moved me every time I've moved. So nice. I, I swear to you, if it weren't for them in knowing like I've got it, right, you know. Your head would be falling off right now. It, it would be falling yeah. off. It would be spinning. Yeah. I would they're, be holding they're it for you. They're coming on yeah. Thursday, and I I have so much stuff. I'm a girl. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh my so gosh. Bad. Yeah. It's yeah. So bad. So I'm moving from a a, a two bedroom townhouse with one walk-in closet to a three-bedroom townhouse with Ooh. four walk-in oh, closets. No. Guess guess why I'm moving? Walk-in closets. Walk-in closets. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So I'm obsessed with walk-in walk-in closets. Who I'm isn't? obsessed with clothes. Same. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite designer? Um, I love Isabel Morant. Uh-huh. Um, her I just love how it's like a little bit Western mixed with that like Parisian chic. I just love it. I love her stuff. You would love Magnolia Pearl. 
Have you? No. Do you ever? I'm obsessed with, I am, and I hate that I'm obsessed with you, Magnolia Pearl. <laughs> really, uh, they need to be a sponsor of mine yeah. because I need to, their clothes, they're boho, and they're a little like these jeans. So cute. They're they're a those. little. Um, they almost look like they're old, but they're but it's not. Right. And but everything fits your body as a woman. Yeah. You want something that flatters your body. Yeah. And all the clothes are amazing. They're one size. Like you don't go in and have different sizes. Yeah. Everything's one size, and they just have different buttons. It's so amazing. Oh, that's so nice. I just have to Where tell you, it? we're going to Fredericksburg shopping. Okay. It's in Fredericksburg. Oh yeah, I'd love that. I love. We should do a girls weekend go out there they have you would love it they've got a um they've got a music thing in the back where they do they have an oh, amphitheater fun. and they bring in bands fun. we gotta get you singing that, that would, would be, be so, so much fun. fun you sing you be the entertainment i love I'm volunteering it. you i love it you be the entertainment and then we shop because the store Perfect. is like an old farmhouse yeah and inside it's unbelievable i'm just telling you it's unbelievable Cute. it's flowy you gotta beautiful get down things there. yeah total gypsy how fun yeah, yeah. no you would you would look amazing I you would look that. amazing at anything but you're so sweet <laughs> yes you're so sweet um so anyway um so what are your obsessions what is what is something you're obsessed with now okay have you watched love is blind on netflix no but i keep hearing Jen? about this I don't even have uh, Netflix. Uh, uh, oh my God. You I've never get, watched Netflix in my life. You have to get Netflix. You're sure, trying to a new place. I'm I, sure you have it on your TV. I do have it on my TV. I okay. don't even know how to turn it on. Though. I will literally give you my account info if you don't want to make your own account just so you can watch the show. It's so addicting. It is so addicting. And it, tell me the premise of the show. It's a reality show. They went to Atlanta and got all these single people. Atlanta. That's my hometown. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they don't really say where they're from. You don't really know know the logistics until later but basically it's a experiment to see if you can fall in love with someone without seeing them God, without that physical when you, that's attraction it. so then don't you get married the first time you see them you're getting married so or you're only allowed to meet them if you're engaged so what they do is they have these pods and they they aren't able to see each other but they have dates like so they speed date pretty much until they find people they like and then they sit in the pod and it's kind of a bachelor situation where like they get drinking wine and then they really get talking can you see really them in good. their pods so you, you can, can see, see them in their pods yes but it's so funny because the girls get like super glammed out for these dates when they can't even see well that's okay they're on tv person. they know that that's true that's true <laughs> so um i think there's eight episodes but basically it goes through but these people have have these insane strong relationships just based on emotional what happens after they have any do they have any uh anything to back it up like have any two people gotten together yet well i read an article i don't want to give too much away okay. but i read an article so basically you find out like third episode kind of who ends up together and there i think there was a ton of people in the experiment i think there were six couples you end up watching the Netflix said they weren't prepared for that. They thought one couple. Wow. But everyone, were, were they were making these insane connections just from talking. How did they choose these people? Do they say how they chose them? No. I know one of the girls, um, they reached out through Instagram. Another another one of the guys was like a guy from Real Housewives of Atlanta that had like a really famous moment where he was going off on somebody. Mm -hmm. um, but they, so they go to, they get out of the pods, they go to Mexico. So they have like a little honeymoon to see if there's that physical attraction. So then they meet for the first time. Yes. Did you get to see their faces yet? Meeting yes. for the first time? Yes. So that is, it's <gasps> insane. And there's one. I just want to see that episode. 
There, so it's like watch the first two. Did anybody get? Were, did they pick any ugly people? No, they're all hot. Of course, they're all hot. <laughs> that's rude. Yeah, they they need to do a real experiment. I know. Where it's somebody that's, you know, a two and a ten. Yeah. No, they're all they're all like eights and up. So your chances of getting a hot person are very high. Um, the funniest part though, there is there's this one girl, Jessica, who is a hot mess. She's 34. She ends up with a 24 year old, but she's like drunk the whole show. She's always drinking wine. She gets, she'll go off on the poor guy when she's drunk and then have to do recon the next day. But what's funny is she ended up falling in love with two people. One of the guys ends up with this other girl and they're all, they're all from Atlanta. So this one girl is a little rough around the edges. She's kind of, she, I think she was in, um, she, she like fought in Afghanistan. So she's like, you know, out there Mm -hmm. and, um, kind of a boy's girl. Yeah. But when they see each other, he picks her and she's kind of a wild card, but she comes out and she's got like big old fake boobs and she's just like really hot and he's really hot and they both see each other and they're like, oh my God, oh we my lucked God. out. Because so like they great. had this instant. That's awesome. So it's really fun. It's that's, a really good show. I need to watch it. Yeah. I, I, that is something I would probably get into. Oh, it's, it's so addicting. You know what is the interesting part is... um. You know, there's going to be, and as this show goes, there's going to be two people that are, that would be uh, equally yoked. Yeah. Like an eight and a 10 or an yeah. eight and an eight, right? And to watch where chemistry really comes in. Because yep. there's the attraction and then there's chemistry. Yeah. So they may go, hey, you're hot, but then is that chemistry there? Right. You right. Know? Well, and a lot of the girls are saying, they're oh, different. I usually go for tall brunettes and now I'm dating a shorter blonde guy. Which is such a great testament to trying something it different. It is. Yeah. It totally is. Yeah. yeah. But they get in their heads a little bit because it's like, well, no, I usually don't date brunettes. So what, you know, this is weird. So yeah. it's really fascinating ha- seeing the girls go through that. Like, well, I'm not initially like super attracted, but that- before they see them, mm-hmm. okay, got it. Yeah, and then they're fine, and then they're good. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I would, I'd be interested to see how it plays out. They, uh, I've talked about this before, but it was one of my favorite shows, which is why I would love this. Um, years ago, on oh, I think it was like Lifetime or something, they did this experiment where they actually had four, wait, three guys on a treadmill and had them had a t-shirt on them and they sweated so they had them running and sweat yeah they put their t-shirts their sweaty t-shirts in a ziploc which sounds so gross but at the end of the day what they did is they took these women and they found which women were attracted to each of the t- each of the sweaty t-shirts so sweaty t-shirt <laughs> i know but who's attracted to a sweaty t-shirt it's pheromones it's oh a my smell gosh, that's it's like so which funny. one of these do you like the best the smell of anyway so they matched them chemically so what they girl a likes guy a's t-shirt just his scent his smell and so on and so forth and then they put these six people three men and three ladies each of them each of these ladies had already chosen which t-shirt they liked which guy by their smell they put him in this this party and there was initially more like more people right all the people left these six stayed they all started off with the wrong person. Like they all paired up according to what they thought they wanted. Right. By the end of the night, they show this progression as the sun's going down. Then the next, everybody ended up with their somebody, their t-shirt guy. No way. I just got chills. I That's know. crazy. What I was know. the name of that show? I never I heard don't, about that show. I need to, I need to find That's it. That's wild. It was so cool. And it just goes to show you the power of chemistry totally. versus attraction because totally. they went for the attraction first and then realized that that oomph wasn't there. Right. Haven't you ever gone out with a guy 
and you can't stand their smell. Oh yeah. I mean, oh my that, god. You're yeah, done. that's huge. No, that is huge. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's pheromones. Yeah, 100%. Or there's people that you love their smell. Yes. My high school boyfriend, I still think about it. Like it, those, it was just, I like wanted to stick my whole nose in his mouth because I loved his scent. <laughs> like so his, funny. like when he would breathe on me, it was yeah. just like the, his scent was so good. Mm -hmm. That sounds really weird. No, you know though, no, it was no, like no. those pheromones were there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, you can't fake that. You <laughs> no. can't fake no. that. So no. it, I'm going to watch that show because it'll be please, interesting please to see. Please text me and I let will. me know what you think. Cause a couple, the one couple in particular says, I love you within two days. Really? And I think it's real. Like they, they, that's cool. That's super cool. I mean, and I love it. And what I like too is there's, um, there's an interracial couple who has never dated outside their race before that ends really? up together. So there's a lot of that, like not seeing the person really mm -hmm. has something to do with, you know, not having, you don't care about race or age or it's fascinating. It's crazy. Totally fascinating. Yeah. You know, um, so I love that. And I love that, uh, you have gotten also to experience that because you did, you did date that guy that wasn't like, this is not my typical type. Everybody's mm -hmm. got their type. Yep. And you dated somebody that wasn't your type and found, cause I remember after your first date, you're like, it's only been one date. I'm not sure that I'm attracted, but I'm having a great time. So I'm going out with him again. And then you ended up dating him for a while. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I mean, it doesn't matter that it didn't work out. That doesn't matter. You learned. No, I lesson. literally don't even view it as not working out. Cause it did work out yeah. because I yeah. totally, but got everything's changed of, from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a glimpse of how yeah. I should be treated. Well, um, the, now I love that we're doing this on video so everybody can see how beautiful you are. Oh, You're so absolutely sweet. stunning. Thank so don't you. you dare ever settle. I won't let you. Thank I will you. not let you. Okay. Um, and you are truly, and I say this: you're just as beautiful inside as you are out. Thank you. And that moment where I saw that gentleman at dinner talking to you and talking about your dad, and just to watch her eyes light up. I mean, just. It was, I, it, the, that was the minute that I said, we've got to do this with video because people need to see you talking about your dad, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, what a great man. Um, I wish I'd listened to him more now. I mean, I listened to him with my stepkids, right? Right. And the show. And, um, I always remember how he was such a leader and you have that in you. Thank you, you totally have that in you. You don't even Thank need you. to, you don't even need to fake it or try, you know? Yeah. I know the thing I told you at dinner, as I said, you don't need to follow in your dad's footsteps. You know, I think number one, you already have your footprint. Mm -hmm. You already know who you are and what you want. And I think the other part that could convince you with everything else that's happened, these people walking up to you and telling you what an impact your dad had to be able to say like, your dad's not gone. Your dad's still very much here. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. don't, you don't have any footprints to follow, you know, yeah. he's right there with you. You know, he is. He he's, truly is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a. That is a beautiful thing and a beautiful legacy. And to get the opportunity to remember him probably every single day through his, through what he did. Yeah. What a cool. It's miraculous. What Most a, people don't get that. No, they know? don't. Yeah. No, no, that's awesome. Um, well, you know what? Thank you for coming and telling yeah, your story. Thank you. Uh, I just, I, I feel like you, you have so many things to offer and I love that you're such a, you're such a strong, wise voice for your age group. And you don't realize how many people have come into my matchmaking database and have called me and spoken to me 
that you've impacted by talking about me and by talking about the work oh, that we've good. done. You I'm have so no, glad. You have, you have such an impact already on, on people and especially your age group. That makes me happy. Yeah. Good. People have tremendous respect for you. So you just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so yeah. much. You're so sweet. Yeah, Thanks so for changing my mindset. You really are responsible. I mean, I know you said I did it, but just having you come and say your perspective really did Thank you. help. So if I could tell anyone, just listen to you. I mean, you kind of know what you're talking about. So. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks, Jen. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.